You're listening to DraftKings Network. Stugatz. Yes, Billy. We're still here. <laughs> yes, we are, Billy. God bless here. football, Stugatz. God bless football, Billy. We had so much football. Really? You know what I think we should do? What? Bonus episode. Bonus football? Overtime. Free football. We didn't get to everything. <laughs> we still have a fantasy story that we haven't gotten to. We had the, the news in the Daily Fantasy League that we haven't gotten to. We had right. the Coastal Carolina Shanna Clears. Is it Shanna right. Clears or Shanna Clears? I'm not sure. Don't ask me. Why would you ask me? Well, that? here's the thing, right? <laughs> What's the matter with you? This was going to happen with Coastal Carolina, and right. we're we're addressing this now. They're undefeated. Yeah. Yes. They're in the Sun Belt. Yeah. Right. They could go the season undefeated, but I right. feel like this is going to be this year's UCF and they're not going to get there. So are we really going to invest a lot of time in figuring out is it Chanticleers or Chanticleers? No, we're not. But here I, they play Appalachian State, I think, next week. It's the mm. only game they're not favored in the rest of the year. Um, and then they're favored in the rest of their games. But you're right. That team, I think they've been undefeated like three straight seasons. <laughs> no one cares. You know why I hate them? <laughs> and I know it's a strange team to hate. Because... Here's the thing. I went to FIU, who is now in Conference USA, but was in the Sun Belt. And in my fantasy and imagination, this is what I thought could happen with this team when they had T.Y. Hilton and Mario Cristobal. I'm like, you know what? This is just the beginning. He's going to go to the NFL. We're going to keep getting people. Mario's going to be here forever. We're going to slowly creep our way up as a member of the Sun Belt, get to like a 25. That's all I wanted. A 25, maybe a 22 next to FIU's name. That was the dream. And sure enough, T.Y. goes to the NFL. Crystal ball gets fired. Now he's in Oregon and he's like an actually ranked coach. And it's just, I don't want to, I don't want to invest in coastal Carolina because I feel like this is what I wanted for my school. And we're just, we're not there yet. We're not there. And we're not even in the Sun Belt anymore. Well, listen, Gola told us that Cincinnati, if they go undefeated, it's very unlikely. They beat Notre Dame. It's very unlikely that they're going to make it to the college football playoff. I mean, he said that before. He said that last week before Cincinnati even played Notre Dame. And so there's no way Coastal Carolina, who doesn't play nearly the schedule that Cincinnati plays, is getting anywhere anywhere near that college football playoff, Bill. It's not happening. We don't Don't need to learn about them. No, no, no. no, no, no. Listen, they made it to a bowl game last year. They lost to Liberty. <laughs> mm. I think Liberty was in our PCS, though. I think they were top five. Uh, <laughs> where's that and, been? And I don't think there's any school that really says God bless football more so than Liberty, right? I mean, I mean, literally God bless football like Notre Dame, probably. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Liberty probably says more God bless America than God bless football. You're 100% correct. It was a terrible point by me. You got you want some news? Liberty says July 4th Independence Day. Yes. Doesn't really say anything else. Yes, I want some news, Billy. So get this, you guys. As you know, and as listeners know, each week we host a daily fantasy competition. Well, I guess it's a weekly fantasy competition, but you know what I, I mean. Think I, I think I won some money last week, Bill, in our contest. Okay, so get this. You go to dkng.co slash levitard, and you were giving me some shit, for lack of a better way of putting it, the last couple of weeks. And last week, Stugatz, guess yes. what? What? I made some money. That's wow! Right. That's right. Yeah! That's right. Excellent! Excellent! <laughs> 
I finished 207th, which isn't the best, <laughs> but still. wait a second. They're giving out prize money for the person who finishes 207th, 207th. I walked away with five big ones. That's five dollars nice. because that's what I walked away with five dollars. Either way, <laughs> at one point I was at one point I was pacing. I was like in the 180s. I was like, whoa, what's going on here? And my team, a lot of people that let me down, but we don't need to get into it because nobody cares about my fantasy. But two weeks ago. I finished in 800th place, 889th or something like that. This uh-huh. 207. I feel like maybe crack the 150s this time. I don't know. Well, you're moving on up. Look at That's you. Right. That's a big jump going from the 800s to the 200s. That's really right. I'm proud of you. DKNG.co slash Levitard. Now, here's my question to you, Stugatz. Should I yes. go and put the same team out there again? Because I feel like I shouldn't. I feel no. like... No, They're not going to repeat. So maybe I just kind of stitch together what I had the first couple of weeks, like just see who was good, who wasn't. And then I'll have this super team. And then maybe I'll get into like 150th or blow. I've accepted. I'm not going to finish under hundred. Probably not. Right. I would think. Uh, unless we get Matthew Cherry back on to help you out. Oh, should, Matthew we, we, Cherry. We should probably do that next week. Yeah, we Matthew ran out Cherry, of time. Yeah, he was super busy, right? We, yeah. ran, we ran out of time. Unfortunate. Why don't you tell me your roster from last week? Do you have your roster? Uh, do you have it? I do, do have, have my roster. But here's the thing. Now, hold on a second. If I'm giving everybody my roster, then they'll just copy my roster, and then I will not get... I know how this works. I know how this works because I did this one time to someone, and I'm not... I'm. I think I've admitted this, but I'll tell you, Stugatz. So one time there was like a big uh, lotto drawing, right? And people were going crazy and they're like, oh my God, are you getting lotto? Are you getting lotto? It's like $600 million or something like that. Are you getting lotto? Mm -hmm. And a friend of mine took a picture of their lotto ticket and sent to me like, oh, just got lotto. So I went to the store and I bought the exact same numbers and I took a picture and I sent it to them and I go, if you win, we both win. You're such a dick. Yeah, person person didn't didn't like that very much. I mean, who would like that, Billy? Yeah, I didn't win Lotto though. But Billy, you did it because you knew the person would like it, and um, yes, I know, Billy. <laughs> you're producing God bless football. I realize you didn't win Lotto. If there was any question I didn't win the drawing. You're excited about winning $5. God bless football. Should we get to it? God bless football. Let's get to it. I get so tired of people. Oh, it's good. Notre Dame got found out now so they don't go to the playoffs and get blown out again. If I were them, I wouldn't want to go to the playoffs. I'm like, people, I'm so glad I was never teammates with any of you friggin' losers, okay? <laughs> you, you, you are actively saying, I don't want to go to the playoffs because you're going to get blown out. If you're an athlete, if you're on a team, no matter what, you want to get to the highest level you possibly can. If you get blown out, so be it. But I guarantee you, there's a 100% chance you don't win a championship if you're not in the fucking championship. So you got to get there, and then you see what happens. So just like I said, give me the Buffalo Bills and four Super Bowl losses than people saying I'd rather uh, uh, never get to a Super Bowl than lose a Super Bowl. Bullshit. Let me get to a Super Bowl. If I have to experience the loss of a Super Bowl, okay. If I have to experience it four times, okay. At least I was there, and I had a chance for it. So, And plus this year, let me tell you, Nobody is touching Georgia or Bama. Nobody. 
Those two teams are unbelievable. And I would put Georgia, if you're asking me right now, a hair above Alabama right now. But that really doesn't matter what we think now because they're going to play twice this year. Once in the SEC championship game and then once in the playoffs, whether it's the semifinals or the championship game. Uh, Billy, put it on the poll. Can you win a championship if you're not in the championship? I will really love to see the answers on that. You're asking for it. They're all going to vote yes. I, mean. I know. I know. I know. I know. I Wait, know. so now, because I was trying to explain. You said this last week, and I need you to say it again. Because people on our show were saying, well, now Cincinnati's got a clear path to the college football playoff. And Mike Golick last week said, no, I don't care if they beat Notre Dame. They are not making it to the playoffs. I imagine that's because you think... Notre Dame might lose again down the road. Some other teams might win. That that victory over Notre Dame won't be as strong in three weeks or four weeks or five weeks as it was at the time they did it. But, Mike, anyway, give your explanation as to why Cincinnati, the Bearcats, will not make it to the college football playoff. This could be the closest one we get, and the reason for yes. it is they started, I believe it was seven or eight in the preseason rankings, which are kind of ridiculous anyway, but they started there, and they kept winning. So they never had to to drop out of that or worry about coming from the teens up into the top 10 and then possibly in, in the top four. So they'll sit there at number five right now, and they'll go higher than that because Penn State and Iowa are three and four. Someone's going to lose that game, and someone will drop behind them. So they'll, they'll even move up more. But, I mean, th- this will turn out to be their only ranked team. They'll play Temple, UCF, Navy, Tulane, Tulsa, South Florida, SMU, which is actually ranked 24 right now, and then East Carolina. That's going to be their games. And even if they go undefeated, and we've seen group of fives go undefeated, it, now what will happen is they need to pray, and they are already got help by beating Notre Dame. They already got help by the fact that Clemson lost twice and the ACC is out of it. They'll get more help if Oklahoma will lose. They're actually getting help because the Pac-12 is eating their young, I mean, out there and beating each other up. So Cincinnati, win all your games. That's number one. And then you still have to keep your fingers crossed. And I still don't think you're going to make it. I, and, and I'm not saying that to drive to be mean. I would love to see a group of five. I know you would. I, know I would, would love it. And it'll happen. Obviously, when we go to 12, I would love to see it. But I don't see the 13 people in that room seeing this team go undefeated. The only big rank they team they beat, Notre Dame, will probably have a couple of losses. I just don't see it happening unless there's real chaos in the in the power fives. I think Oklahoma losing might be their best bet, right? Because yeah, Penn, oh, yes. Penn yes. State plays Iowa. They also play Ohio State. They play Michigan. So these teams that are still in it are going to be beating each other up. And That's they're right. going to all have one or two losses and eliminate themselves. Where if they just go undefeated and Oklahoma loses, they might be able to sneak in. Yeah, no, that that's what's got to happen. Two losses will obviously work to their advantage. Oklahoma with one loss may still jump Cincinnati. Then you got to see what happens in the Big Ten with them all playing one another and then the Big Ten championship game. If everybody gets out of that with one loss each, you still may see a couple of those teams go over Cincinnati. Two losses and you're done, for sure. Two losses and you're absolutely out. One loss, especially if it's in the, in the conference title game, you may have a chance if you were undefeated before that. Now, I'm with you. I say we scrap the season. Alabama-Georgia plays the best of oh. three, and we move on with our day. So I'm totally with you on that. But with that being said, you have Penn State-Iowa this weekend. You're yes. calling that game, correct? 
Yes, uh, I am. And well, I'm really looking. I think I was like a two point favorite right. uh, in that one. People may not like the game. I'm going to love the game. The two of the three top scoring defenses. One defense has given up 12 points a game. Uh, that's Penn State, Iowa, 11.6. They're number two and number three in the country. They are tough, stout defenses. You'll see Iowa with the two tight ends trying to slam the ball, though they throw the ball pretty well as well. I mean, uh, it's not going to be the sexiest 40-40-something to 40 something game that people love seeing these high-scoring games, but man, I, I can't wait for it. I am so looking forward to going to Iowa for this one. This is how crazy this season is and, and can become. If I told you neither Penn State or Iowa were going to make it to the playoffs, would that surprise you? No, no, it wouldn't surprise right. me because you still have <laughs> Michigan State undefeated, Michigan undefeated, Iowa undefeated, and Penn State undefeated, and there's still a lot of people that think Ohio State is probably still the best team that they'll run through, they'll beat the teams they have to to get to the championship game, which would include obviously Michigan uh, at the end of the year, and then they'll win the Big Ten championship. The question will be is who they beat in the uh, in the Big Ten championship. You know, will that give that team a second loss? or a third loss. To me, that's going to be the big thing because they still, obviously, you said they play Penn State, as you mentioned. Then they play Michigan State and Michigan. Right now, all those teams are undefeated. So that you're, that's a hell of a gauntlet to go through. So if there was a year where a group of five could get in because the other conferences are beating each other out of it, this could be the year. This is the absolute best chance for a group of five until we go to a 12-team playoff. Mike, some exciting news. Next week, uh, the BCS, we're going to reveal our standings. Uh, you will be the committee, okay? Uh, just so you know, your head's going to explode. Uh, Tony Baselli is going to join us here in just a second. God bless football, Billy. I mean, yes, seriously. God bless football. But the, but, but the BCS is Billy, Chris, and Stu. And we're going to unveil our rankings to you, our college football playoff rankings, and you'll tell us what you think, okay? Next week. That's next okay. week. Yeah, yeah. Okay? No, that's good. That's good. Okay. You're going to hate us, Mike. Oh, God. I, like, I already don't. You don't think I do already? I mean, seriously. <laughs> Before we get to Tony Baselli, who's on the phone right now, Mike, what are your thoughts on everything that's transpired with Urban Meyer in Jacksonville? Well, in all honesty, and I would imagine, uh, I, I won't put words in Tony's mouth, but one of the most foreign things as a former player and even as a current player, I would think, of this whole situation was Urban not taking the flight with the team back on Thursday. Weird. You're 0-4. You played your best game, by the way. Yes. Certainly your best half. I called that game and actually saw Tony there. They played their best half and best game, and then he doesn't go back with them. That that I've never seen that. That was and, and I mean, not for some kind of monster reason, just to, as he said, clear my head. Are, are you kidding me? Clear my head? I mean, your team's 0-4. If they never needed leadership, they need it right now. So you know, as far as dancing in, you know, or in the club, listen, we have seen this time and time again, be it a player getting caught on video, a coach getting caught on video. We have seen this. And let's also be honest, and I'll be interested to hear what Tony says, if they were 4-0, would this be any kind of a blow-up at all? Yeah, Mike, you're probably right, but there should be a higher expectation for yes. a leader, a mental oh, coach, than there is for a player. Listen, I completely agree. He has lost that locker room. The first apology by position meeting was ridiculous. He does it a second apology to the entire team. He couldn't have handled it any worse. But Shad Khan's not going to fire him. You, you think he wants to pay tens of millions of dollars? Because he's not going to get out on any kind of a moral morality clause right. or, or cause for not paying him. He'd have to pay him, and there's no way he's going to want to have to pay him. So Urban's still going to be coaching. The first thing Urban's got to do is try and win back that locker room, and hey, good luck doing that. That's going to be tough. 
Our friend Tony Baselli is on the line right now. He played. He's the greatest Jacksonville Jaguar in team history. We're going to get him into the Hall of Fame. Yes, Hopefully, he deserves yes. it. Yes, we finally got some muscle. <laughs> we got Golick behind us. This is fantastic. Oh my! And we have Peter King, who's on the committee. Remember that, Mike? Yes. Yeah. We're actually doing something. So, Baselli, if you're on a golf course right now, and I believe that you are, oh, uh, yeah. first off, why am I not playing with you? And secondly, uh, everything you just heard from Mike Golick about Urban Meyer. Your thoughts on that? Let's start there. Well, I don't think you need me to do anything because Mike just said it perfectly. I mean, he's, I mean, I, I couldn't agree more with him. And as far as the Hall of Fame, still, my favorite part of this whole deal is everyone else will do the work and you'll take all the credit. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you know, Basali, we met once and you know me better than I know myself. It's amazing. Uh, but yeah, the urban bias, I mean, Mike's right. I mean, the issue is leadership and just credibility. You're 0-4, you're talking about leadership, you're preaching in the, in the locker room and about family and faith and football, we're in this together, and all the stuff that coaches talk about. You're the leader, and you have to live it. And by no means would he ever let a player, or at least in my history, and Mike, I don't say different you, unless you were like had some really important reason, you weren't flying home separately from the team. And the head coach was never doing that. And so it just sends the wrong message. And I think what you, what you lose in that situation is the trust and credibility with the guys in that locker room, and that's critical. And I think you can go one or two ways. And I've been in situations where, as a locker room, you're pissed off at the head coach, and you look at each other and you say, hey, you know, screw him. We'll do it for each other. And it makes you closer, and you come out, and you rally, and you get stuff done. Or it can go the other way, too, where you're like, well, screw them. I mean – who cares about this whole deal? And everything he's telling us is, is BS. So it'll be interesting to see which way the locker room goes. But the only way he fixes it at this point is winning football games. Nothing else will fix it. There's nothing he can say or anything else. Tony, I, I wonder, Tony, the, the, the type of player you were and how you were in the locker room, how would you be treating this right now, those options you just gave? In our locker room, I played Jacksonville. Um, it would have been one big joke. We would have been making fun of them. <laughs> And telling jokes and everything else. Uh, and we would have had a good time with it. And it would not have impacted me one iota. I mean, I'm going to go do my job. My job is to go block the defensive end. And at the end of the day, whether the coach is telling me whatever, I'm going to go do my job. And I think a lot in veteran teams, that's what you're going to get. But this is a young team. That's what you worry about. You know, if this would have happened in our locker room, we'd all looked at each other, laughed, made fun of them, and gone out and played. Um, I think it is harder when you're losing. As you know, Mike, in locker rooms, you start losing. The season gets long, and guys are looking for anything to complain about. That would worry me a little bit, but as an individual, it wouldn't impact me at all. So here's here's what happens, uh, uh, Stu, is in a locker room, because I've been on like 3-13 and 13 teams and such, is especially with a young team, if you're not winning. So, you know, you talk about the day. You get in at 7 o'clock to lift, you know, and then like maybe during lunch you go in while you're eating to watch a little bit of film, and then after practice is over, when everybody's going home, sometimes a group will stay and watch a little bit of film. All of a sudden you're showing up at 7.30, quarter to 8.00. 
You're not getting all that lift in. You're not getting all that extra time in because you're a younger player and you're basically saying there's no leadership on this thing. I'm not going to get you know called to the carpet for it. And my head coach, I don't really buy into him. So you kind of get a lax attitude and 0-4 turns into 0-10 and maybe 1-13 and 2-15, and and you know, and, and players have the, the U-Haul hitched to the car, you know, in week 14 out of, out of 18 weeks. So it can definitely snowball on you given what kind of veteranship and leadership you have in that locker room. Mike's exactly right. Everyone thinks the distractions are going to impact, you know, like somehow guys aren't going to play as hard on Sunday. I never buy that. I think maybe everybody, when the lights go on and you walk on the field, the national anthem and the ball's kick, everyone's playing hard. Because you know if you don't, you're going to get embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And you know that, you know, it's going to be on tape and you're, I mean, guys to get to that level of pride. What everyone misses the reason teams don't play well on Sunday is because of all the distractions during the week. And what Mike just said is so true. And that's where what happened with Urban's an issue. Because you spend time thinking or talking about something that has nothing to do with beating the Tennessee Titans in this case. And you're worried about everything else. And so it takes away from your prep, from your film, from practice, from meeting time, whatever it is. And every second counts. And it's all about the preparation that gets you ready to play Sunday. It doesn't on Sunday. None of this will matter. Guys aren't going to be worried about this. They're worried about going to play hard and go try to win a football game. But the good teams have been focused and prepped all week, so they can go execute on Sunday. Does Urban appear to be into the job? Does he appear to be all in on this job, or do you feel and do people feel like maybe he's got his eyes set elsewhere? Maybe back at college. Is he in on this, Tony? Is he fully committed to the Jacksonville Jaguars? Well, if he was worried about college, he basically just burnt that bridge by doing yeah. what he did uh, in the Columbus Bar. Right. So I don't think I don't think he's worried about college because he's worried about college. The last thing he's be doing getting caught, you know, doing what he was doing with that young lady. I'll say this: if you'd asked me during camp, yeah, he's all in. He had a ton of energy. He was, you know, flying around to practice, doing all the stuff. I mean, so I would say yes, he seems to be all in. When you start looking at the season in the last week, um, not flying back with the team saying he needs to clear his head, get away from it. I'm like, get away from it? We're in week four. What do you mean get away from it? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Let me know how you you feel at week 16. So that worries me a little bit. But everything up to this point, I would have said, yeah, he's all in. Um, I don't think he's looking for the exit. I don't think there's an exit to get out of to go somewhere else, especially now. And so, you know, the most disappointing thing from an ex-player standpoint is just the respect for the game and just how things are supposed to be done, I think. My standpoint of being my position with the organization and being a part of it from the beginning, it's just a bad look for the Jaguars. It's a bad look for an organization I care about. That's what bothers me more than anything. Tony, if Shad Khan could get out of this contract right now without having to spend a penny, would he? <laughs> uh, that's a great question. You know, I, I would think probably, but maybe not because it's an unstable. You know, you've gone through a bunch of coaches. You, you know, since he's owned it, you've had one successful season. There's probably a big part of Shad just going, I hope to God that this is just something like an anomaly. We can get through this and Urban can bring some stability to the organization. Because the risk of making that move, regardless of the money right now, is the fact that you bring more instability and you're starting this process all over again next year. And that's not good for anybody. So it's, a, it's just a terrible situation. Forget the money. Shot has plenty of money, and and trust me, he has plenty of money because he doesn't like paying people not to work. And so I'm not saying you know it's easy just to you know write a check. 
But I, I still think for the money is secondary. The biggest issue right now is the stability of this franchise, what this looks like, and what, what impact is this going to have or not have on Trevor Lawrence. Here's what I'd say real quick, Stu. If you're going to do that, I would. If you could get out of it with no trouble, I would. you got a guy right there who, who has so much respect, I think, from players the way he coaches that, it's Charlie Strong. I think Charlie Strong is a hell of a guy. I know he's had struggled at some places being a head coach. I get it. But if we're talking about influence on players, I think Charlie is a phenomenal person for that. And then let you know, let Bevel and, and the you know as the offensive coordinator handle Trevor Lawrence. But I think as far as kind of bringing that team maybe back together a little bit, Charlie Strong would be a phenomenal guy. I think. What do you think, Tony? Yeah, no, he's, I mean, if something were to happen, and I don't think it is, by the way. I mean, everything, I've, the few conversations I've had, I don't think they're there yet. But if they were, Charlie Strong would be the short-term answer. And I'm not saying he couldn't be a long-term answer, but he'd at least get them through the season. And I agree with you, Mike. He is a, if you've ever met Charlie Strong, and I've had a few conversations with him, I mean, immediately you can see why, as a player, you respect him and want to play for him. Um he just has that presence, and in, in he's that type of guy. So I, I, I do think he could step in um, if need be. Um, but uh, again, that's boy. It's, you talked about you, you talk about upheaval, yeah. And that, because this, so remember, this whole organization, Urban has complete control over the entire football organization on that side. If it's not on the business side, which is Mark Lamping, everything he's not just the head coach. He has final say on everything on that side of the house. And so it's not just, hey, we're getting rid of the head coach. You are basically ripping out the guy who is architected, how they are organized up at this point. And that's, that's not an easy thing to do. Here's the one thing you both said that I would disagree with. If Urban Meyer was let go today or he quit or he, he's gone at the end of the year, you guys both think that video seals his fate as, in terms of college football. And I would tell you that if Urban Meyer made himself available – and wanted to jump back into the college game, universities would line up to sign him to be their next head coach. Not, no, I disagree. Certainly not USC. Uh, yeah. I mean, th- there may be some no. schools, there may be a, some group of fives, maybe even lower-tiered power fives, but everybody's talking about SC. No chance, no shot SC I hires agree. him after this. I, I agree. There's no way SC. There's, there's just not, I mean, one, what SC has gone through the last couple of years outside of football, Yep. As far as the medical school and the paid, paid people paying to get into school, really <laughs> there's no chance they're bringing Urban Meyer in, especially after this video. There's just no chance. Because right. don't forget, last time he was in college, it was the whole issue with one of his assistants and domestic abuse, and did he cover it up? I mean, all that stuff. Now you have this at the bar that's out there for everyone to see. This is a different world we live in today. And I just... Stu, I disagree with you. I agree with Golick. I mean, maybe a couple, maybe some schools would, but I, I can't see a USC or, you know, a Notre Dame or a an elite Power 5 school making that move right now. I just cannot see it happening. Uh, if you have to guess, next year, is Urban Meyer the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars? Um, I, I, if he's not, it's not because of this situation. Okay. I don't think Shad fires him. I think there's a better chance of Urban resigning than shot firing him at this point. Mike, you agree? I, I, I think I would agree. Now, unless they go 0-17, I mean, but man, I mean... Right, oh, then it's... Yeah, then, 
but but boy, one one year coaches. I mean, one year in, one year out, a whole system changing again. You want to talk about horrible for your quarterback? You know, yep. unless you were unless you were to keep Bevel, or he had a chance to be the head coach, or the system would say the same. That's not doing your prize possession. And Tony's right; that is the prize possession, not doing him any good. Though on the other side, I guess you could say, well, if we're going to do a clean sleep, let's do it after year one before we really screw him up too bad. Uh, but but I, I agree. I, it wouldn't shock me if a, if an zero and seventeen or a one and sixteen or two and fifteen that Urban decided to say, you know what, I'm stepping away. Uh, Baselli, where are you playing right now? Actually, I'm driving down to Palm Beach. I'm playing okay. uh, medalist. Okay. Right, feel free uh, to invite me. I and, I, and, I, and I might be playing with a uh, PGA star. I'll leave nameless. Uh, okay. Ooh. Well, uh, listen, I'm just telling you I'm available. And he, I live 45 minutes from there, and I'm available, and you and I are best friends. So I just, think he you know. knows you're available. That's not okay. the issue that's stopping the invitation. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, if, if, if I had an open spot, Stu, you were next on the list to call. I just, it's full. Okay, I got it. Force of his Always voice. next on the list. All right. Uh, Tony, we uh, we appreciate the time, man. We're going to get you into the Hall of Fame. Okay? I promise you. All right. By, I, I appreciate it. Thanks, and by, and by we, I mean Mike Golick. He's going to get you go. into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Okay? yeah, perfect. All right. <laughs> See you, buddy. Uh, Mike, we're going to get you out of here. Uh, we're going to play a little game at the very end, but two quick NFL things. Yeah, uh, sure. Th- Stephon Gilmore, what are the Patriots doing, Mike? Because they could come to contract terms. They trade him to Carolina. They were going to flat release him, right? Right. They traded him for a six-round pick to the Carolina Panthers. Right. They said where they were going to release him, but somebody was going to trade for him because instead of him going on the open market, you knew you could give up a lower pick. And Bill Belichick's the king of lower picks. He's the king of stockpiling those and turning them into something else. So he knew he wasn't going to be playing with him anymore. He knew damn well it wasn't going to, get, going to get to the point of being released. Somebody was going to trade for him, which was smart to do, so you didn't get in a bidding war. And I, I did the game two, a couple of Thursdays ago um, where J.C. Horn broke his foot, their their first-round pick cornerback. And then they traded for, I believe it was C.J. Henderson from Jacksonville to go to Carolina. But you have a chance to grab Stephon Gilmore, I mean. You gave up a six-rounder for him. You're a team. I know you got you got throttled last week by Dallas, but you're a team that, uh, that that could could very well be in it at the end, or at least fighting for that spot. You need to solidify that position, and Gilmore can do that. Stu, uh, from our point of view, it's it's just nice Sam Darnold's going to be reunited with one of his favorite targets when he was with the Boom. <laughs> well played. Billy, follow me here because we played a game with Levitard and Levitard's head exploded, okay? We feel like the NFL is as wide open this year as it's ever been. I made the case that there are 14 teams in the NFL that could win the Super Bowl and I wouldn't be surprised. We asked Mina 14. We asked Mina Kimes how many teams could win the Super Bowl this year and she said eight. So... Billy and I are just going to name teams, okay? And you tell us, would you be surprised if blank team wins the Super Bowl, okay? Okay. I'll go first. The Buffalo Bills. Oh, no, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Would you be surprised if the San Francisco 49ers won the Super Bowl? Um, Probably not. Probably not. Because of their defense, I think, and they, they have some weapons on offense without question. Um, Garoppolo keeps getting nicked up, so if he ends up getting hurt and Trey Lance has to start 
and, and, and a larger amount of games, I would say no. It's very difficult for a rookie quarterback to lead a team that far. Too much thinking. We just boom, boom, boom. Would you yeah, be surprised? Boom, boom. Uh, would you be all surprised? right, no, no, Falcons. no, Falcons. No. Oh, stop it! Oh. Well, hold on, hold on. Let's say in the let's say in that NFC West, any of those four teams in the NFC West, mm. would you be surprised? Any of those four teams? No, I would not be surprised if any of them mm. got to any of them. All right, so we have five now, Billy. We, we have five. the Bills, and we have wow. four teams in the NFC West. No, for the Falcons oh. right now. Okay, well, why'd you ask the Falcons? We'll come back. <laughs> we'll come back. <laughs> Make sure it's God. after I'm freaking gone. God bless football. Billy. God bless football. <laughs> Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's an obvious one, right? Yes, you're at you're at six now. You're going to get to eight easy. Mm. Uh, okay, Carolina Panthers. I'm going to say no. Okay, good. I said no to that as well. Um, Green Bay Packers. We're not going to be surprised. No, not going to be surprised. So we're at seven. Yeah. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys. There's no way you can be surprised. They're they're off. Their defense <laughs> is better, and their offense is good. So yes. We're already at eight, Bill. Uh, yep. how, about, how about that? Uh, the Chiefs. Nope. Yeah, I would not be surprised. That's nine. We're mm-hmm. at nine. Uh, Chargers, Raiders, either. I'm going to say no on both of them. Really? Broncos. Fangs. Boy, it's so weird to say yes to Kansas City and they're at the bottom of that division and no to um, all the other they ones. They lost a step, though. Mike, you can't see Justin Herbert holding up the trophy? That seems good, Mike. It, it does. I'm a little iffy on that one. I'll say of of anyone else in the AFC West, the Chargers. I'm really I'm close to saying I would not be surprised. Mm. All right, but you can. But but the only team you're comfortable saying right now is the Kansas Chiefs. City. Yes. So so we're at nine. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Tennessee Titans. Nobody in the South. The Ravens. Yes. Uh, Cleveland's, Cleveland's the only other one. So you'd be shot. I'm with you on Cincinnati. It's too early for Cincinnati. Too early. I, Baltimore and Cleveland. It would not surprise me if they were in the Super Bowl. All right. So we're at 11, and then we have uh, we're at 11 because you're not yep. going to choose anyone else out of the AFC. East. No, so no. I think the other two that me and Billy had. Bill, we mm-hmm. had the Vikings, right? Oh no, the- Def- defense is horrific. Oh really? Mm-hmm. I don't think they're good enough to be able to hold up. Okay. I, I'm just- really hemming and hawing on the Chargers. That's for sure. Because that would take us to Because, man, I like Herbert. Go ahead and give it Herbert. Go ahead and give it to him. Say 12. Uh, Billy, you have anyone else? No, what if Jameis the... gets a hot hand? Oh, yeah. No shots. Wow. No. Too Jekyll and Hyde for me. Mm. Oh, how about, uh, well, not the football team. Atlanta, Don't say Atlanta. Still at no, Don't, yeah. Stop. No. Just please stop. You want to come back to Atlanta? I, I like Atlanta, too. Do, do you, do you guys, <laughs> do, were you guys thinking Tennessee? Because uh, I have nobody in the South. You guys thinking Tennessee? I, mm. I was thinking Tennessee and Minnesota. That, that was 13 and 14 for me. Yeah, Minnesota, not, Minnesota's sneaky good, Mike. Not me. Minnesota's defense is not sneaky good. Kirk Cousins ends up playing better than a lot of times than we think. We're going, why? How does he still? And then we're like, oh, he's throwing pretty well. And Thielen and Dalvin Cook, as long as he stays healthy. But that defense, just don't trust him enough, no. Regardless, I'm at 14. Me and Billy are. You're, uh, we're at 15 because we include the Falcons. You're at 12. Mm. Mean is at 8. But, Mike, regardless, this is a good thing, right? Because usually yes. it's like three teams headed into the season. The, it, it's like it's college, you know, where it's Alabama, right. Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson, or whatever it is. And now some of those teams, it's even two now. So, yeah. Oh, I love this. But we've seen this. We've seen a trend where five teams that didn't make the playoffs make the playoffs the next year. And if you get in the playoffs, man, you got a shot. So we've seen wild card teams win Super Bowl. So yeah, I, I love that number being where it is. We we do all this and it's gonna be Chiefs and, and Bucks in the Super Bowl, right? Like we're we're yeah, fourteen teams could make it, yeah, but it's yeah. gonna be Chiefs Bucks or something. I know. Like I that, do right? I do have my Browns in it this year. 
I have my Browns in it. Yeah, me and Billy have uh, the Browns as well. The Browns take it on the Falcons. That's what, that's what we have. That's I, I, what I we hate have, you guys. Yeah. Give me one, <laughs> wow. one compelling reason of why you think Atlanta is going to be in the Super Bowl. Matty yeah, Ice. Matty yeah. Ice. Matty Ice. I love, too. I love Matty Ice. I'm a big fan of Matty Ice, but come on. Why don't we do this, Mike? Why don't we just quickly go through Atlanta's schedule and then we'll do wins and losses and you'll see right now coming up Jets. Uh, Win. Two and three. That's a a coin flip. Well, Dolphins then after that. That's a win. Coin flip two. We could be looking at three and three right now. Carolina. If the coin goes their way, Mike. I mean. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) 50-50. Carolina, then New Orleans, Dallas. New England doesn't look great. Jacksonville. Jaguars. I mean, come on, Mike. Yeah. They got 11 wins there somewhere. <laughs> I was having a good time on this. Tampa <laughs> Bay's one heartbeat away from, you know. Yeah. Carolina, San Francisco, Detroit. They may have this locked up by week 16. <laughs> I'd rather talk Fury Wilder fight than what you're doing right now. Mm. Uh, what do you want to talk? Uh, go ahead. Oh, no. Give us your I'm thoughts. Just oh, I can't wait for it. Are you kidding me? Yes. Third time. Oh my God. I can't I wait know. to see who knocks out who because you know it's going to happen. So that's yes. a beauty. You know, because that, that was always the beauty. Listen, there was the, the great, great of watching the non heavyweights fight because you know you may see a knockout, but you may see 12 incredible rounds. With a heavyweight match, especially these large human beings, it's just like you wait for someone to wear down and beat the shit out of them until they go down or someone to get that one punch in that just ends it. I mean, that's, that's why, you, why you buy these pay-per-views, man. I can't wait. God bless football. God bless football. It is time for this week's edition of Stu Yagats. I picked five games, count them five, every single week in the NFL and college football. Five college games, five NFL games. I am on fire, at least in the NFL. College, not so good. Four and seven last week in college, yes, I picked five games every single week. Uh, I picked 11 games last week. Four and seven, 10 and 11 on the year. Respectable, not good, not great, respectable. I'm not even certain if it's respectable. NFL, though. You throw out that first week, as I've told you. It's a, you know, feeling out process, okay? Last two weeks, including an 8-2 and two week last week, 8-2 and two on my five games, I am 12-4 and four on the season, 2-0 and oh on the teaser of the week. I am on fire. 12-4. and four. Uh, How about that? Over the last couple of weeks in the NFL. Billy told me to do this quickly. I am not. I'm doing it very slowly right now. So let's get to this week's picks. We start, as always, in college. Saturday, five games. Texas, plus three and a half against Oklahoma. Oklahoma is not going to win this game. Texas, not only getting three and a half points, they're going to win the game outright. I have Texas winning by 10 points. Stanford coming off a big win against Oregon. They are plus 13 and a half against Herm Edwards and them boys from Arizona State. It's at Arizona State. I think Arizona State wins the game. I think Stanford covers. Arizona State wins by a touchdown. Ohio State, they are starting their slither back into the college football playoff. They continue it this weekend. Minus 21 at home against the Maryland team that I'm not certain is any good, even though they've only lost a single game this year. But... Ohio State seems to be getting better. Ohio State wins this game by five. Yes, five touchdowns. They beat Maryland at home by 35 points. Baylor 
sneaky good team. West Virginia, another sneaky good team. I think Baylor is the sneakier of the two. I take Baylor over West Virginia. Minus two and a half, Baylor wins by 10 points. Illinois, the fighting Illini. They're at home against Wisconsin. Wisconsin's favored by 10. Wisconsin has no business being favored by 10 over anybody on the road. Nobody. Have you watched them play? When they are forced to throw the football, quarterbacks end up in the hospital. I have Illinois covering the game. Wisconsin wins by three points. Michigan at Nebraska. Michigan minus three and a half. Nothing else matters for Michigan except the game against Ohio State. This game doesn't matter. It's why they'll win. Michigan wins by 10 points. BYU, I've said this a million times, one of the few places, one of the last places you want to visit on a Saturday is Provo, Utah, especially at night. This game is during the day, though. doesn't matter. BYU minus 5.5 against Boise State. I had BYU winning by two touchdowns. And finally, Ole Miss, get your popcorn ready. Mississippi, Arkansas, otherwise known as a loser's bracket. Lane Kiffin and Mississippi get back on track. They beat a really bad Arkansas team that was overrated. Sorry about that. Mississippi wins by two touchdowns. We move on to the NFL. Five picks in the NFL. The Packers by 14 points over the Bengals. The Titans minus four against Jacksonville. Urban Meyer, his head, his eyes, his body, everything is back in Ohio. The Titans win by 14 points. The Bucks minus 10 over the Dolphins. Bucks win by two touchdowns. Game of the weekend, Chiefs and Bills. I have the Chiefs minus two and a half, winning by a touchdown. Ravens minus six and a half over the Colts. The Colts, they got off the schneid. I love when a team gets off the schneid. They did it last week against the Dolphins, but the Ravens are a really good team. Lamar Jackson is an amazing quarterback. The Ravens win by 14 points at home. The Steelers, minus one against Denver. Fangs, Tomlin, Locke, Roethlisberger. I don't know why I'm naming names, coaches, quarterbacks. What the hell am I doing? The Steelers win by three points at home. Chargers, Justin Herbert. Holy shit, is that guy good. Baker Mayfield, holy shit, is that guy not so good. Chargers win by a touchdown. And the teaser of the week, Vikings and Bucks. You tease the Vikings. They are minus 10 at home. I'm not even certain who they're playing. I'm not even certain it matters. They're playing the Lions. You tease them down to four. You tease the Bucks down to four over the Dolphins. That means the Bucks and Vikings both have to win. By more than four points at home, I am 2-0 in the teaser. I'm about to go 3-0. Those are the picks. Five in the NFL, five in college football, plus the teaser of the week. I'm on fire. That means I'm about to have a bad week. Hopefully it's not this week. Good luck, everybody. Billy, you've teased a fantasy story a couple of times throughout the show, and you have yet to tell the story as you are. Too much football. Uh, listen, how do you feel for the first time? You and I are in bonus football. Like, this is, we are an OT. We are firmly entrenched right now. We're almost in double overtime. I mean, uh, that's, that's, that's not, let's not. I'm sorry. This game's going to end in a tie. But we're Mike Frable taking the game deep into overtime. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Okay, good. This is somehow the overtime game, which <laughs> your Jets, We yeah. I don't think we've talked about this. Your Jets. Yeah. 
Yeah. What a, what they a, almost ended in a tie. And I if know. it wasn't for that missed field goal, they would have ended in a tie. And that game did not need to go as deep into overtime as it did. Yeah, I know. But Mike Vrabel likes to get, take games. Mike Vrabel loves the extra session more than any coach I've ever seen. Well, he, he really wants does. to get all of it out. He wants to yeah. do as much of it as possible. And he hates the viewer also is what I've learned. It's either that he either loves football so much or just dreads going home. <laughs> God bless football. God bless football. Oh, <laughs> All right. What's this fantasy story you've been teasing? Okay. So, Stugatz, uh, this is in the Work Fantasy League, which I publicly declared uh, in the Mystery Crate that is the league that I don't care about, which is probably a mistake because I'm basically saying that to the people in the league. And, the, uh, you know, no one wants to hear that they're the league that nobody cares about. But I said, like, this is the league that I don't really care about. I take more, I pay more attention to the other league. And I'm also bad. So then, of course, everyone's like, oh, it's just because you're really bad. And it's like, yeah, I mean, maybe if I was really good, then I would pay more attention. Anyway, right. in this league, which are you, you're not even part of this league this year, are you? No, no, oh. lacrosse misfa. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So <laughs> anyway, in this league, Juju Gotti uh, will send everybody 8,000 trade proposals every oh, single day. All the time, nonstop trade proposals. And let me be honest here. That's the reason I'm no longer in this league. Okay? Really? <laughs> I love Juju Gotti. Well, no, but I love Juju Gotti, but he would send me a trade proposal. And they're always so lopsided his way. It's like, I don't even need to think about it. I just yeah. write back, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is this is what I kind of... So last year, I accepted one of those trade proposals and... Or was it two years ago? It doesn't matter. I accepted right. one of those trade proposals once and it was like this giant thing. People were like really upset, which was strange because like there's veto votes in our league where you could just cancel the trade. So it doesn't really matter. But we did it like really late into the season where he was... I think I traded him Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers for crap players, right? right. And, and people were outraged about that. And then the league... Ended up undoing the trade. It was a whole ordeal. How about you do me a favor with veto trades, okay? Veto laws, veto rules in your fantasy league. How about I'll do with my fantasy team what I want, and you mm. do with your fantasy team what you'll want, what you want, okay? Fair? There you go. Thank you. God, God bless, bless fantasy leagues. God bless fantasy leagues. So anyway. So anyways, he sent me one of those trades yesterday, and we were recording. And I was like, Juju, this, this isn't going to stop until I say yes. Right. Basically. And he's like, oh, I'm just, I'll keep sending things. So then he sends me a trade and I'm like, I'll accept it. Whatever it is, send it to me. I'll accept it. And then he's like, let me sweeten the deal a little bit. I'm like, sure. You want to sweeten the deal? Sweeten the deal. My tight ends crap anyways. So he, I end up trading him DK Metcalf and Jonathan Taylor. And then I get Jamison Crowder, Tyler Conklin and T Higgins in return. Right. Oh, now here's God. the thing. Okay. Here's the thing. You got robbed. I didn't get robbed because I don't care. But here's the thing about it. I told him that I was going to accept it. Then he said, I'll sweeten the deal. So I I clicked accept. And then he said, let me sweeten it. So I said, okay. So I canceled it. And this was at like 1.30 in the afternoon, right? So then I tell him, just send me the other thing. I'll accept. Because he was telling me how much he wants to win the league. I'm like, happy to help you. I'll help you win the league since it means so much to you. Mm -hmm. So then it was sitting there and sitting there and sitting there. And then he texts me at like 7.50, like just like an emoji, like he's waiting to send this trade through. And I'm like, oh crap, I totally forgot. So I'm like, I'll I'll do it in a minute, I'll get my phone, whatever. I go, I accept the trade, but I accept the trade at like 8.30. So rosters are locked for the day. So I got DK Metcalf's like 25 points for last night. And now he's been shipped off to the other team for the week. I am already up like 25, 30 points against my opponent. How about that? that is, so you got DK Metcalf's week and you still got the trade to help Gigi Gotti. That's right. 
God bless you, Billy Gill. God bless football. God bless fantasy. And I feel like I'm going to be hearing about this on Monday. I hope Juju Gotti appreciates what you did for him. I well, he's he probably pissed at me because he wanted this player who got all these points this week and he doesn't get them until next week. I know, but he's giving you nothing and you get him. he gets them for the rest of the season. Regardless, oh, well, he's giving you T. Higgins and, and you don't yeah, care about the league. I got T. And Higgins. Listen, and by the way, collusion to help Juju Gotti win the league. I have never been proud of you. Collusion? No, 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 no. <laughs> I was looking at, you know, maybe building around some of these players. <laughs> like who? <laughs> Tyler Conklin. Conk. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to build around Tyler <laughs> Just something I see in him that I like. It's also not a keeper league, so I can't. So it doesn't matter what you see. No. Because <laughs> you can't have a pass this year. Yeah. Wait, wait, Billy, I think this, this question is perfect for you. When someone says sweeten the deal, mm. would you rather them throw in another player or actual sweets? Like, I, oh my God. <laughs> like if Juju Gotti would have sent you like a bag of your favorite candy, would that get the deal done? I, it, I actually should have asked for that because you know what it always happens? It's such a it's such an inconvenience. Like I'll send you more people. It's like, if you send me more people, then I need to drop people. This doesn't help me. This makes my life more stressful. No, that's but that's what you, that's what, that's what what Juju Gotti does. He sent you all his shit for DK Metcalf. Oh. <laughs> but I got his 25 points last night. Juju. Wait, what is your favorite candy? Ooh, I, I go through phases. I have like a I have like a nice little rotation of Snickers, right. Kit Kats, and Reese's. And then uh, sometimes I like one more than the other. Would Conklin and a pack of Snickers would have would that have gotten the deal done? Ooh, Conklin and maybe two full size Snickers. What have got the deal done? You should go back to let's put I, that on the poll. When someone says sweeten the deal, would you rather them sweeten it with a player or actual sweets? I feel like I lost by not getting candy. God bless football. <laughs> you did, but you got Conklin. Yeah. <laughs> you can build around him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God bless football, Billy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.